What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 253 of the Smartout Moment Smack Talk podcast. This is the Hot Tags edition for the week, where we're going to be breaking down some of the current events, rumors, and news, and everything else going on in the world of pro wrestling from the past few days. But before we get started, let me introduce to you who's going to be breaking that stuff down. As always, I am your host, Tony Mango, and joining me on the mic for this episode is Mike Payton. China. China. Wall. China. Do you watch any of the debate? Yes. Do you want to kill yourself as much as most people that I keep seeing on like Facebook and stuff? No, I think people are being dramatic. There's certainly a lot of face palming parts, but everyone, I don't know. Everyone just wants to make them make themselves feel so much smarter than they really are. And That's this is a good opportunity for them too. Especially because everybody now knows what you should do to fix every part of the country, too. It's like, well, if you want to really figure out how to get immigrants away, this is what you should do. And this is how you're supposed to factor in college debt. And it's like, yeah, all right. You can't even balance your fucking checkbook. (laughs) But I had no interest in checking out that debate whatsoever. I was watching Monday Night Raw instead. And apparently the ratings, they suffered quite a bit. But it wasn't like catastrophic amazing uh so 0.3 ratings or something like that so you know guess there goes one of those hot tags we were thinking about talking about but we do have a couple other things to talk about this week one thing i want to just throw out there real fast because it needs to be mentioned uh i literally made a joke about this about last week or the week before about how we keep running into the same hot tags all the time and the next one was going to be that sunny got arrested or sent to rehab again And here we are. Sonny got arrested for a probation violation, and she's spent a little bit of time in jail and could spend a little bit more time. Every time she turns around her whole philosophy on life, she shits all over it two months later. Really is a shame, isn't it? Uh, It's a woman who needs help, and every time she goes into a situation like this, I really hope she finds it. Um, I'm not going to just sit here and berate the woman again. It's just another one of those situations people will take to make themselves feel better about themselves. But it, this is a woman who needs help. Mm-hmm. And I think people should be showing her a lot more compassion. Um, yes, she's had lots of chances before. That doesn't mean she shouldn't still try to get that help. So I wish her the best. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we were just talking about, like, none of us all have all the answers and all that kind of stuff. But rehab itself doesn't seem to really do it for Sonny. Being arrested and going through the legal system and courts and prison and all that doesn't seem to really do it. Do you think that there's, like, anything that can really help her out? Is it, like, does she need to find religion? Does she need to just have a stronger support system, you know? Um, DDP? You know what? He's helping out some people <laughs> here and there. It's not worth, uh, it's not that bad of a shot. Mm. Although, uh, Razor kind of goes off the wagon a little bit. Is it off the wagon or on the wagon? Off the wagon. Thought so. Seinfeld always screws me up with that. <laughs> but, oh, you know, she should reach out for him. I mean, I'm sure he'd be willing to help out. He's helped out a couple different people. So what's the worst that could happen? It still doesn't work. And she's back to square one again. So unfortunately, I think we're st- just going to be hearing more and more of these stories. And eventually we're going to hear the one bad one out of all of them. So uh, that's an unfortunate thing. But let's talk about somebody else who has issues going on right now Paige she has not been cleared yet to wrestle that's why apparently she hasn't returned since being suspended but another little story came about that TNA has reportedly tried to sign her despite the contract issues that lead to April 2019 
Now, I kind of want to tie this into something else, which isn't an official hot tag, because I think it's all BS speculation, but we're hearing a lot of stuff this week that WWE might be buying TNA out, and Billy Corgan might not be able to have the funds to do that. How in the hell would TNA have the funds to sign Paige if that's the case? From the rumors I've been hearing, TNA is not even sure if they have enough money to air their live pay-per-view this weekend. Mm -hmm. That's awful, isn't it? They got to figure out everything by Friday is what I'm hearing to do a set of impact tapings. And is it Bound for Glory? It's It's Bound for Glory, Glory. yeah. Their Their main pay-per-view. I think that's the only live pay-per-view they even do anymore. Really? Yeah. I think Slammiversary? Slammiversary is an impact special now. Oh, Jesus Christ, this company. But I think no, I think they did like lockdown was still a pay per view. No, that was a that was an impact special too. Maybe like Destination X. No, I don't like even, that one. I don't even think they do that one anymore. Hmm. Either way, I mean, I can't imagine TNA has any money to throw Paige's way. And what would they even get out of her? Like the knockouts division is not what it used to be at all. Like, if they were bringing it over there when it was, like, really, really hot back in the day, if they signed some big woman over from WWE, that would be huge. But, like, now? And I don't think Del Rio is going there. No, I highly doubt it. I mean, his main thing is money, for the most part. So he's not going there whatsoever. He's going to, was it CMLL or AAA or uh, even Lucha Underground, maybe. But Paige, I think she's still sticking around WWE. I think she just kind of needs to get over her um, her little tantrum and kind of stick around. Mm-hmm. And as far as TNA being bought out by WWE or the Billy Corgan thing, I'm really just hoping we get the, the WWE buying the tapes. Just kill it. Although Billy Corgan's talking about if he buys it out, he's going to change the name. So that's one mm-hmm. positive, I guess. Mm-hmm. Although if he turns it into Smashing Pumpkins Wrestling, what do you fucking this? I think that'd be fine. SPW, SPW has a good little ring to it. SPW. SP... Yeah. Well, every event is Halloween Havoc where they just smash pumpkins. You know, TNA has a lot of good things going for it right now. They have the Hardys doing the best work of their damn careers. They have some really cool young guys that have kind of fallen into obscurity since they left WWE, but maybe they can find that chance if they got a new – TNA itself got a new chance. You know, A, a guy like Cody – just Cody. Yeah, I was going to um, say, wait, you can't say Rhodes. <laughs> They've signed um, Cody. That's um, so weird. The former Damian Sandow. I mean, Eric Young is still there. He's probably the, the biggest stud that they have. Like, not Eric Young's in NXT. Not, not Eric Young. Um, Ethan Carter. Oh, okay. Yeah, but fuck Eric Young. Ethan Carter, the third. Not, not the first or the not second. The first or second. <laughs> yeah. Ethan Carter Jr. was okay, but the third so much better. They, um... They they got a lot going for them, and if they could just find someone to make a few better decisions as far as the booking, as far as the promotion, as far as the, just the general direction of the company, that's always been TNA's biggest problem. Like talent has never been the problem, and they've uh, nowhere near the talent they once had, but they still have an impressive roster there. Like even if you just have the the Matt Hardy character continue doing what he's doing now, you could still build another year around the company around that. Like start yourself off in some fresh new, weird Smashing Pumpkins direction. <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins direction. That's gonna be the name of it. SPD instead of uh, wrestling. 
I mean, if uh, if we get something crazy over the next few days, maybe that'll be a small package or something. But I'm actually also thinking that we're not going to hear anything, too. It's been so long that we've been hearing about the death knell of TNA. And then it just keeps continuing with different little twists in the stories and stuff. I mean, we were supposed to have those two brothers, the, the Nazi brothers. Can't remember their names. They the were supposed brothers. to buy it. Who were they? The Harris brothers. Harris, yeah. I was going to call them the Harleys. And I'm like, no, that's not right. <laughs> Uh, they were supposed to be buying the company a couple months ago, and then that just turned into nothing, and we've had the Hulk Hogan thing with Eric Bischoff. That turned into really just a, a whole nether mess entirely. So if by Saturday we hear something, then I'll be shocked. I'm more expecting to hear nothing over the next few days, other than, oh, there's still some talk behind the scenes and stuff like that, so whatever. Either way, if it's Billy Corgan or it's WWE, it's going to be a much more interesting story than if Dixie Carter keeps it. So credit for uh, both those guys for being able to pull something interesting out of TNA. Um, did you get a chance to check out the Table for Three Giants edition with Big Show, Mark Henry, and Kane? Nope. That's something I wanted to quickly mention that I think people should be watching because Table for Three episodes are pretty good. And mm-hmm. we've had a couple that weren't like the best things in the world recently. This one was a fun one. They were really like they're ragging on each other with different stories. My favorite of the bunch has to be that we found out Undertaker hates cucumbers. Hmm. He's got some kind of like a phobia, I guess. I don't know. He's like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why cats are afraid of them. I think it's supposed to be because they, they look like snakes or something. But Paul Bearer apparently used to leave cucumbers around just to piss them off. <laughs> And that they, like, were telling stories about, like, you know, he'd open up his bag and there'd be, like, sliced up cucumbers and he'd be like, Paul, die! <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing to think of. And they're all talking about the stories of, like, how strong each other are. And a Big Show gets all pissed off that whenever Mark Henry or Kane picks him up, that they continue to, like, carry him around and show how strong they are. And he's like, meanwhile, I'm sitting there going, well, you put me the fuck down. I don't look like a giant anymore and all this. So some good little stories back and forth about how they've done things over the years and stuff. I highly recommend people to check that out. It's like 20 minutes or so. So put it on in the background, listen to them chat. Nothing really interesting on what they eat. None of them, I think, eats any cucumbers, which is good for Undertaker if he watches it. But uh, another thing that's happening this week that has a little bit of buzz, and they just talked about it on Talking Smack a few minutes ago when we were recording this, the Ric Flair John Cena 16 title record. Anytime that John Cena now is going to be in a title match, they're bringing this up that he can win it for the 16th time. Ric Flair was asked recently if he thinks that John Cena should tie his record, and he said he wants him to. And on top of that, this is where where it gets a little bit suspicious. He wants John Cena to win uh, the 16th title, and then for them to give him a couple months at the Performance Center where he'll train, and then they'll do Ric Flair versus John Cena. First uh, question I want to ask you, should John Cena win that 16th title? Absolutely. Follow-up to that, should he have a match with Ric Flair? Absolutely not. All right, we're on the same page. (laughs) (laughs) And Flair was mostly talking about the reason why he would need to be in the Performance Center is to get his body in the appearance that he would want it to be, not the actual ring rust or anything. He's like, oh, I can still go. I just want to look a little better. 
I don't trust that you can go at all, dude. And I don't want to see you get, a, you know, have a heart attack or anything. Because every time we see Ric Flair, he looks crazier and crazier. And we've joked for years, you know, obviously we don't want it to happen. But we always are joking, like, when he's walking around, his face gets beat red. And we're like, he's going to drop dead right now. He's going to stroke. This guy should not be wrestling anymore. There's uh, a little bit of money behind it, though, isn't it? Is there? I think that they could sell a pay-per-view on it. Well, then again, they're selling pay-per-views with the network anyway, so they're not really I selling it anymore. I feel like if you're going to do a match like that, you would have to do it at WrestleMania. And honestly, that feels like a waste of a WrestleMania opponent for John Cena. See, I wouldn't want it to be WrestleMania. Oh, I mean, we're both on board with we don't want it anyway. So <laughs> right. Yeah, establish that. But I think if you are going to do it, I think WrestleMania is a bit of a waste. I think you need to put it at maybe like maybe a SummerSlam I could buy it with that. Or maybe even a Royal Rumble. Because Royal Rumble sort of has throwaway main events. Not to say that that's a throwaway because that's one of the selling points, but I think that'd be kind of interesting. Or hell, just, you know what, put it on like a Vengeance or something like that. Whenever they start adding in those around like the February mark or whatever. Are you going to have Ric Flair, who had the greatest retirement ceremony in WWE history, break that? Even though he's already broken it, but not for WWE. But break right. that for WWE for fucking vengeance? <laughs> no, it's going to be for WrestleMania. Uh, I don't know. I mean, on the grand scheme of things, we don't want this to happen anyway. I highly, highly doubt it's going to happen. Although I do think John Cena is getting that 16th title. Well, without a doubt. I mean, this guy's he's taken less and less time actually working, but he's still the guy. When it comes down to it, there's there's a select of like group of other people who I think actually fill in the role of the guy now. It's not just one guy, but if you had to choose just one guy, it's still Cena, mm-hmm. and he's still a major merchandise seller. He's still a major uh, hero for a lot of the young people who watch, and even some older guys really. Um, he, he's he totally should have I think more than one title run before he's done. I think, I think maybe four or five even. Yeah, he's. I don't think he's just going to break it. I think he's going to surpass it by at least one or two runs. Mm-hmm. And then nobody else is going to break that for one hell of a long time, if ever. Mm-hmm. I'd be cool with him capping out around 20. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Especially because there's the possibility that one of those reigns might be kind of short. I mean, And you know, Cena has to win the Universal title at some point. Oh, yeah, that's a guarantee. Like, they're not going to have a world title exist and not have Cena win it. Now, he needs to next draft go over to Raw again and then be in the title picture and win that at some point, even if it's for a one-month span, just to have it on his record. Because at this point, I mean, there is no arguments. John Cena is one of the best of all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whether you chant John Cena sucks and you you know you don't want to see him be the top guy or whatever, you can give him a throwaway title reign and it's just going to be for the record books and that's totally cool. I mean the same thing with uh, I'd be up with him getting the Intercontinental title because he hasn't held that. Sure. Have him win that at some point. Have Undertaker win it at some point too. What the hell? He never won those. The that one I think would be a little weird. I think it'd be kind of interesting. <laughs> Seeing him with that white belt. Well, you know what? I think it would depend on who the Intercontinental Champion is. Uh, Ziggler, after No Mercy. Uh, well, it's it's not going to be him if that is him. But uh, 
You know, if you put that on someone like, uh, I mean, it's on SmackDown, right? I was going to say, if that was on someone like a Braun Strowman, would probably be a good one for him to go get. Oh, Luke Harper. You do Luke Harper. Luke Harper, maybe um, maybe even Byron Corbin. Yeah, Baron future. Corbin would probably be a good one, too. So, John Cena, that 16th title reign, it's coming at some point. I'm hoping, actually, that it could potentially happen at WrestleMania this year. I can't imagine, like, what they're planning for WrestleMania for SmackDown, but... There's got to be some sort of combination between Ambrose, Cena, Styles, maybe Orton. Really, there aren't many other people to choose from. And if that's the way that you want to build it up and have John Cena win that 16th uh, title at WrestleMania, that's a cool celebration to do. Yeah, right now uh, Cena is my favorite for the Royal Rumble. For the Royal Rumble, too. I was actually yeah. just thinking he would be the side guy who won the title shot separately. And No, I think they're going to give him a third Rumble. I'm down with that. There's time, only been um, time with Austin. Austin and uh, didn't somebody else win it three times? Didn't Hogan? No, Hogan only won it twice. Hogan won it twice. Michaels won it twice. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns won it twice. That's fucking weird. And Batista won it twice. Yeah. Tie Austin too. Tie all the records. What the hell? <laughs> Why not? Well, don't give him like a, a honky tonk man or continental title Wait, reign or something. Roman Reigns won it twice. Mm-hmm. When? I'm trying to think of that. He won it, um, 2014, 2015. Wait, didn't he? Uh, let's see. Now I'm drawing a blank on that. Roy Rumble winners. Isn't 2015 Batista? Maybe that's what I'm thinking of instead. I thought he won it twice though. Or is 2014 Batista and 2015 was Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns was 2015. Batista was 2014. 2016 was go. Triple H. That was the whole yep. thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Threw me off, especially because the whole Roman Reigns being the second to last person and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I mean, the the Royal Rumble was ma- mainly focused on him. For, yeah, for so the, it, it was basically Ro- Roman Reigns, Royal Rumble. Yeah. Well, that was tough to say fast. Roman Reigns, Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> now try to say Woman Reigns, Royal Rumble. <laughs> it's a lot easier. But without a doubt, he's. I think he's another one who's probably going to be a multiple winner, though. He isn't yet, but I think he will be. You gotta. He might even break the record. He might even be the first four-time winner. Maybe. Do you got a prediction for who he's going to be fighting at WrestleMania this year? I'm thinking Undertaker. Roman. Ah. Uh, shit. You know, it really just depends if they turn him before then or if they don't. Um, I'm gonna say if he's a heel. I wouldn't be surprised if they have him face a babyface Seth Rollins. Um, if he's a baby face to, I, I don't know. Does he fight for the title? I don't think so. I don't think you can sell it on baby face, uh, baby face Roman against heel Kevin Owens or something. But then again, does he fight their plan? Does he fight Brock again? Ugh, I hope not. Cause he never really got that official win on Brock. In fact, nobody has. And that's so even he, dicier because then if he's a babyface going against Brock again, Brock's the babyface by default. They kind of like to keep him the heel lately, so I'm leaning Undertaker. Could be. If Undertaker's even wrestling. That is that, true. That, that's going on that assumption. <laughs> <laughs> Sting keeps still talking about how he wants that match, and it's like, dude, that, that ain't happening anymore. <laughs> Shame, but uh, let's backtrack a little bit to the hot tags that I had written down before. We're getting all WrestleMania predictions on you guys. A little bit of bonus, I guess. 
Drew Gulak, we've been talking about him a little bit this week because he just popped up on Monday Night Raw, and we really hate his name and the way that he looks. A lot of other things like that. Well, apparently, WWE feels the same to a slight extent. They brought him in, according to Dirt Cheat reports and stuff, uh, more specifically to be a performance center coach than to actually be somebody on the roster. And the reason that they thought he shouldn't be a roster member is because they didn't really think that he had, like, the look to him. He's a weird-looking guy, but... Now that we saw him in the Cruiserweight match on Monday Night Raw, it looks like they're going to actually use him for some of those kind of things a little bit here. So we talked about him being kind of like, eh, there's positives and negatives, but what do you think about the idea of him being a uh, coach for the Performance Center? Uh, you know, he's a guy that I just really didn't get to fully grow an opinion on. Like his his name just kind of feels gross to say. <laughs> Gulak. Especially with Drew. <laughs> Um, but he, he was fun to watch in some of the matches he had in, uh, CWC. I didn't completely hate him and he was even kind of fun in the tag match he was in there. I, I think he's a guy with some work. You could have given him a little bit of a fun repackaging and made him more interesting than coming out in the whole like night's garb that he has. That has to go. But, um, you know what? Sometimes they, they like taking a person who's not necessarily an old person and using them strictly as a coach. Like they they did that with uh, Sarah Del Rey, and look how well that worked for getting that women's division cooked up. So maybe maybe though they can try that again with the the younger guys. And there there seems like they're shaking up that staff quite a bit. I, I don't know if you have this on your hot tags, but uh, about Devon. Oh, that's right. Devon is like a road agent or something now, isn't he? Yeah, he just got hired on as a road agent. Started this week, so good for him. He's officially started his life after inside the ring. Meanwhile, Bubba's like, yeah, I'm just going to go fuck uh, What's-Her-Face. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he, all right. Well, you know what? All. I think he's going to do that for a few months, and I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back on a singles run. Could be their uh, method of kind of separating him a little bit, and then he comes back with that Bully Ray type of character. Mm-hmm. Get people to forget about the Dudley boys for a few months, and then he still kind of hangs around backstage with Devon because they're brothers for life. You know, real kind of brothers, I guess you could say. I'd be uh, totally cool with that. And I like that they're changing the guard a little bit here. I think that the more we get the Triple H regime in, the better. Mm-hmm. They seem to know what they're doing. So if you get uh, Drew Gulak as a performance center coach, if they believe in him, I'm going to trust them. They've been doing some great stuff with the performance center, so I'm not going to be like, oh, that guy fucking sucks. He doesn't suck. And they know better than I do. So uh, Hopefully, if he does that, though, we have to hear his name for years and years to come. They change his character's name. Because <laughs> I really don't want to hear the name Drew Gulak for like 20 years. <laughs> Just call him like Drew G or something like that. Uh, let's talk a little Ryback. Ryback has stayed in the public consciousness because of his con, uh, his con, his podcast for weeks now after leaving the company. And it seems like there's something new and interesting every time he talks. And this time around, he's talking about possibly signing with Bellator. And doing an MMA fight. So the first thought I originally went to, and I'm pretty sure this is the first one you went to, can we please get CM Punk versus Ryback? Yeah, that's definitely... When we first heard Ryback leaving, I think you could actually go back into the archives of this show when this was announced that Ryback was on the outs. And we were like joking, well, he can go into MMA. And that undoubtedly led to, oh man... We can do Punk versus Ryback in like a freak fight. 
And the only thing that really kept that seeming out of the realm of possibility was one, CM Punk was tied to UFC and UFC would never do that fight. And two, Ryback really didn't seem to have too much interest of being an MMA fighter. Well, now, now all the way here in about to be October of 2016, uh, CM Punk has gotten his ass kicked officially in UFC. There's been lots of talk of them releasing him. And uh, Ryback is now talking about joining Bellator. Punk, from my understanding, cannot go back to amateur fighting. He yeah, has to continue professional of, fighting. Yeah, it's some type of like law with the, sports, the gaming commission or whatever. Gaming it is. commission. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's gonna have to stick with something professional. And Bellator seems like the perfect place for someone like him that's just gonna be putting on like high profile showmanship fights. And you gotta know Bellator is looking at CM Punk and going, shit, even if we can get one fight out of him, then we're gonna get some buy rates and stuff. So they would want him. And if Ryback goes to Bellator too, I don't think that UFC would want Ryback, but maybe they would want him too. That's the money match. That's the one everybody wants to see, and those two have beef with each other. It's a weight class thing that throws it off, but just for shits and giv- uh, shits and giggles, completely ignore the rules and have the two fight. It would be so great to see, and even better just because we always joke about Ryback being like this lovable goof of a, you know, type of guy. He's so great to see uh, CM Punk and his ass kicked again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially if they're on the talk that Ryback's unsafe and Ryback beat him up for real and all this kind of stuff. That'd be so fucking hilarious to hear his podcast afterward about that. It'd be great. Like you hear him like while he's positioned on top of him, throwing down punches like, yeah, who's dumb as fuck now? Who's <laughs> yeah. dumb as fuck now? And he's just doing that laugh that we keep attributing to him. He's just, <laughs> just like a little kid with uh, like bullying somebody on a playground or something. Man, I would pay so much money to see this. So hopefully in the future we have another hot tag coming up where it's going to be like the official announcement of Ryback v. Punk. And if that happens, we will do so much coverage of that. We'll do a like, live reaction and all this other kind of stuff too, but... Our main topic I want to talk about tonight is about a rumor that's happening soon, potentially. It sort of all depends on if this is true and if the plans are exactly the same and if somebody comes back from injury and that kind of stuff. But apparently there is a suggestion going around right now in WWE that there could be a new stable on SmackDown called, at least tentatively, the Shooters Stable, which would consist of Shelton Benjamin, Jack Swagger, Dolph Ziggler, and American Alpha. Part of this seems like fan wish fulfillment more than anything else. Mm, that's exactly what I was thinking. And a little bit convenient that it's this group of people because they all have like the same kind of connection. But then again, they did move Jack Swagger over there. And there was talk about Shelton Benjamin being involved in some kind of capacity with some like gimmick like that. And then they did have that Shoot Nation stable on NXT. Which didn't have any of these guys in it. No. Well, now <laughs> um, Angelo Dawkins is pretending to mix a bowl all the time. Mm-hmm. And Sawyer Fulton is just isn't as in... creepy looking as ever with that sanity group. Yeah, so isn't he insanity now? Yeah. Insanity. Yeah. Ah. So, I mean, if you're going to give me a shoot stable and you give me either those two or these uh, six people or five people, then... Give me these five people. That would be an awesome stable. But you can't really do a stable on SmackDown with such a small roster, can you? 
You can, but this one just sounds lame. This sounds like an internet smart marks wet dream here. Like, this doesn't sound like something they actually would do. I could see it potentially happening, but I mean, if I have to go on record of when it'll happen, I don't think it ever will. And part of that's because Shelton Benjamin's injured. So we don't mm-hmm. even know what the timetable is of him returning. Now, we have American Alpha and we have Swagger and Ziggler. So and they like, could do it. You know, every stable always has that one guy. Who the hell would be that guy in that stable? Ziggler? I guess Ziggler by default. Fuck that. Because American Alpha would have to be the tag team. Swagger would be the mid-carder. Swagger would almost be like the enforcer. He's yeah, probably the he would be the guy. tough guy. Yeah. <laughs> And that's a little weird because he's, I mean, he's obviously a tough guy. He's the tallest out of the bunch and that kind of stuff. But I don't think of him as, like, the bodyguard. He's more like the, uh, I don't know, he was, the big he kid was, kind of thing. He was kind of Michael Cole's bodyguard. Michael Cole's? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah wow. for Michael, Michael Cole's one and only WrestleMania match. Man, that's going back. I forgot <laughs> about that. <laughs> wonder if you would have pulled Jack Swagger and be like, so... What do you think about the people that you've been associated with? Michael Cole, Cesaro, Ziggler, Vicky Guerrero. Who's your favorite? Gotta Zeb. imagine he'd probably go with Cesaro. I would say Zeb. There he is, Zeb separately. I feel like God, him and Zeb actually. Yeah, I feel like him and Zeb had a very natural kinship. <laughs> they probably just agree with all these like issues backstage. Oh, it could be that. I don't know. Something about them. They just like really seem like they hit it off very well. He recently, uh, Zeb Coulter was talking about that whole Alberto Del Rio thing. And he was like, yeah, that was fucking garbage. He's <laughs> like, yeah, it's true. But now he can actually talk about it because he's not on the company payroll. And he's like, yeah, we had no chemistry at all. It made no sense. And they should have done something else. It's like, all right, well, at least you're not on the crazy train, too. Mm-hmm. But I would be okay with this uh, shooter stable if it came about, as long as there were people to actually fight. Because I don't think that SmackDown has enough room for that kind of a thing. Like the Wyatt family's gone. They only have two people now. Unless Luke Harper comes back. And then even then, it's three against five. And uh, Miz has nobody. And the Usos are just two. So, highly doubt it's happening. But yeah, if we does, do... doesn't sound ahead. plausible to me either. Now, if we do get it, though, uh, and we do get the same group of people and stuff like that, you think that they would be heels or baby faces? Uh, I mean, I would think they'd be baby faces. I would think they'd have to be at that point. Especially American Alpha. People love American Alpha. Mm-hmm. And uh, rightly so, because they're really good. By the way, actually, this is going to be just an impromptu hot tag, just to cap us off here. Uh, did you uh, check out SmackDown at all tonight? No, I just got home from work. They introduced a new theme for the Usos and a new look a little bit for them. It's kind of generic right now, but it's got a little hard edge to it compared to just keeping that old same theme and keeping that going. Good. We saw the the new TJ Perkins theme. Drew Gulak had a new theme. Uh, Sin Cara's got a new theme. They just uh, put that up on the YouTube channel, I think. Hmm. New themes coming around, so... Seth Rollins is supposed to get a new theme soon. He needs one. God damn. I'm so sick of... He apparently got a downstate theme. Huh. With lyrics and stuff? Mm-hmm. That could be hit or miss. I, I don't think there's been a single downstate theme I didn't like. 
I don't like the beginning of this new Zack Ryder one. The old beginning of the this remix is better. Hmm. But well, I'm up with that. The bands usually aren't in charge of the cut that they use. That is true. And they, for some reason, thought that this was the best way to go. And it's really awkward when it's yeah, the like, woo-woo. Do you ever notice that? Like, when you actually look for the album versions of some of these songs, like, they start just completely different. Like, Batista's theme and Edge's theme. Like, they're all completely different songs when you listen to their album versions. Like a two-minute intro before it starts getting into the <laughs> actual theme. <laughs> so, if you had to pick somebody in WWE that you think should get a new theme, is there anybody that stands out that hasn't already just recently gotten one? Smooth. Put me on the spot here with that. Uh, I'd like to see a new Roman theme. A new Roman theme is actually desperately needed, yes. Um, And and you know who I would just like to see? Not like maybe a completely new theme, but just another tweak to it. I think Jericho could use a slightly new theme. Maybe it counts up instead of down. <laughs> but he's had, he's had a few different versions of that song. He even had a completely different song. Remember King of the King of My World? Yeah, I didn't really that, like that one all that much. Oh, I love that tune. Just gets a new theme that talks about the list and stuff instead of breaking down the walls. Get on the list of Jericho. <laughs> well, I want to know what everybody who's listening has to say about these topics. What do you think is a good choice for who has a new theme? Would you like to see the shooter stable? Any thoughts on how Sonny can turn her life around Ryback v. Punk? Who do you got in that fight? Hopefully Ryback. Uh, if you checked out the table for three, what's going on with Drew Gulak, the Ric Flair, John Cena stuff, and everything else we talked about here on this edition of the Hot Tags. Uh, I want to thank you all for watching it as well. And uh, quick reminder that if you haven't subscribed to the channel already, go ahead and do that and give us a thumbs up to show that you are supporting the weekly Hot Tags. But the last thing we need to do is give you a second to promote some stuff for the Twitch channel and all the other things you want to talk about, Peyton. So what do you want to toss out there? Yeah, so you can watch me playing video games almost every night of the week. I am actually simulcasting on two different services. I am on Twitch, which many of you are probably familiar with. But there's a new service called Beam. That's beam.pro slash Mr. Payton, M-R-P-A-D-E-N. Same name as Twitch and my Twitter. Uh, Awesome new website. Much higher resolution on the stream. So you're seeing in full 1080p. Much less delay. It's like four or five seconds. It's absolutely incredible. So all you people who have been watching my streams, you should be checking me out on there now because it is the most awesome experience you can have with it. The one downside to it, though, we don't have a funny way of pronouncing beam yet. Like Twitch. Fucking beam. <laughs> Fucking beam. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we're going to have to work on that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there any updates for the 2K17 or the 1,000 uh, giveaway that you want to toss out there for anybody who's not aware of that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I did order 2K17. That is going to be in the mail and should be delivered on the release date. Uh, as soon as that comes in, we'll start doing some creative stuff. And we probably won't do any live shows right away. But if you have a PlayStation 4 version, you can get that and start creating your own wrestler to submit. I'll be putting together all the rules and everything and posting them on my Twitter someplace. Uh, and also, yes, I hit a thousand followers on Twitch, which is awesome for only seven months time being on there uh, and celebrate. I will be doing a 12 hour stream, I think on Sunday. I haven't fully narrowed that down yet, but most likely on Sunday and I'll be giving away a ton of games. I got WWE 2K16, Call of Duty, uh, Wolf Among Us, lots of really cool games. So peep that out. 
Mark those uh, in your bookmarks, everybody, for that's coming up a little bit later on this week. And also coming up a little bit later on this week, we got the Ask Him. That's going to be the next thing you see on this channel. Then after that, we're going to have the mailbag for September. So if we uh, have any questions that are going to be submitted a little bit afterward, then we will try to get around to those at some point. But you only have a little bit of time to submit them. And if you're listening to this now, submit it now if you've got something in mind. Uh, we also are going to have another Sporkle quiz. I recorded that last night for No Mercy match participants. That's going to be coming up maybe Friday or so. And if you're following the Fanboys Anonymous channel, then the Luke Cage stuff is going to be coming out sometime Friday or Saturday as well. i got to binge watch that, put up a little Minuteman review and a review point. So that's what's uh, in store for you guys for these two channels for the week. Make sure you follow all that kind of stuff at Smartout Moment and at Fanboys Anonymous on Facebook and Twitter. And we'll see you guys in the next part. So thank you all for listening, everybody. This has been another Smartout Moment, and we're being counted out. Bye.